What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. All right, Cartoon Casuals welcoming I Am Holograms, Richard Nile. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a while since we've had a guest, and I'm so happy. It had, it, having, thank uh, God I don't have to look at your fucking face the entire <laughs> just time. Just like entire time. It'll <laughs> <laughs> help balance out. Here's hey, some hey. distraction. Finally. <laughs> Jesus. Although I kind of wish you were a hotter female. But Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer to that. Yeah. So a little background, <laughs> either from uh, Richard or uh, you, Joe. Somebody yeah, we're uh, gonna throw so, it in here. Uh, you you've played Blackbridge now what five times? I think now something along something like that. Uh, kicked off your uh, national tour last year at Blackbridge, if I remember correctly, and left my sandwich board and, signs. And that's that you, right. Yeah, I always forget about that. Left your sandwich and you board signs. Shipped sign them and, to my friend in Chesterfield, Missouri. This is it was one of the shadiest fucking things ever. <laughs> I, th- I should have been cool and thrown some joints in there or something like that. I didn't <laughs> yeah. think about that until later on how how nice of a surprise that would have been. So you live? Where do you currently live now? Well, stand by. Let me back up a little bit. Okay. You, you are. Uh, you've recorded numerous albums, and I didn't know this until. Yesterday and today, so how have you been doing? How have you been in the music gig scene, if you will, whatever? Well, I've been I've been playing under the name of I'm a hologram as or as an artist name because it's just not it's not just music and performance, you know. So I've gone by the artist name I'm hologram for ten years this year, and July twelfth will be the first time. Well, ten years to the day it was the first time I took the stage with that name. Um, but uh, I've been a musician all my life, but I haven't been doing what I've been doing like I've been doing it <laughs> until the last two years where I've been really, this has been my sole, uh, you know, income yeah. and, and making a, a life and traveling with it, you know. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm only in year two, technically. Yeah, Joe, uh, well, first time you, I think you saw him when I was not, that couldn't make it or something. No, you were there. That's right. Yeah, you were there the first night. I think I was there yeah. late maybe or something. Played out, yeah. It was yeah. outside. Yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was and really windy that day. Too. It was oh, windy, yeah. In Kingman, yeah, shocking, hard to believe, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then you came around. It was, and I didn't really appreciate how good you were until maybe the second or third time I saw you. And then Joe goes, "You got some original stuff too, which you don't play a lot. I mean, you do covers fantastically. Thank I, you. I, I, I mean, it's just, and you're like a a jukebox in a way where you can just." You can almost play just everything. It's, that, it seems that night a few times ago when you played uh, the, the bingo night. Oh yeah, yeah, and then to the tail end of the night, those guys they were tuned up. They just started throwing money at you, like I play, play some systems, play some cards, play some games, <laughs> yeah. <some> machine. <laughs> like, just did it all. Yeah, and you and you just kind of came with it, and I was like, this guy is like a goddamn jukebox, right? <laughs> and then Joe sent me the link to your uh, this album. We were just kind of, or I was listening to a little bit more again. Uh, not of us are not all of us are humans. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, not all of us are human. <sighs> are humans or hum- what, human? Human. Human. Thank yeah. you. Not humans. And uh, it's fantastic. He knew I would like it because I'm into Pink Floyd and that kind of stuff. So it has a little bit of that. It's kind of a cross. How would you describe that album? Just if you were to, if you had to, I hate pigeonholing stuff. I hate it. But if you had to. The way I describe it to, describe. To, to people is just, not that it sounds anything like it, and not that I'm putting it in the same category as it, but it's my dark side of the moon. Okay. You know, it's my 
just it, it was kind of like the last and well first and only really uh, concept kind of album and mm-hmm. or not that I can really tell you exactly what that concept is now but at the time I had an idea now you can kind of tell it has the, the, the same flavor it, it is there are some different pieces there's some almost what I would call regular songs if you know what I'm saying just a few yep. two or three of them in there but then a lot of the rest of it's just kind of psychedelic it's a it's it's a it's a journey yes. in, in a way every song is kind of I'm like this is really good this is really good I kept texting Joe holy shit <laughs> <laughs> this album is badass. That's what like, I said in all caps. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, it is. <laughs> and then I, I also <laughs> noticed on the with the ghost to uh, breathe. There's a there's a line in there, out of time, Pink Floyd time. Yes, yeah, I, I heard that. In every single one of my songs, there's some kind of reference to something. Okay, uh, uh, hidden in the lyrics, but that's okay. yes, that's a kind of an obvious one. When yeah, the, it was it was uh, to uh, by digging the hole or whatever. Days yeah. away, I feel in tune with everyone, and as I. Oh God! It's been a long time right. since. Yeah, it's time to dig another one. Right. That that's, that's time to dig another yeah. one. Went, that's out of time. Big time. <laughs> which which was a song I've told Joe about too. That that one song had an impact on me in, in high school. I mean, I really listened to it and went, "Oh God, I am gonna get old one day." And so what happens when you don't smoke pot and listen to Dar- uh, Dark Side of the Moon? <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. I didn't get that because I was too high listening to Dark Side of the Moon all the time. <laughs> you run and run and catch up with the song, but it's sinking. But anyway, it's just it's an incredible. Anyway, so that's what it is. It's your dark side of the moon. Is what you described as. Yes. Your other albums. I have not checked any of them out. You said you've you've have how many would you call albums? Uh, I I think it's upwards of well proper albums probably around I think eight or nine, mm-hmm. and then there's like five live ones, and there's EPs, there's singles. And it and, and if they're they're, you, they're written the what's crazy is like they're in like a kind of an order. If you go back to like the original song "He Is Risen," mm-hmm. and you listen from that all the way to my latest album, it's like it's it's they kind of I've I end albums knowing what the next album's going to be, and I try to throw in stuff from mm-hmm. the new album coming mm-hmm. later on. So I've connected all these albums, and you, of course, you'd have to like sit down for twenty hours probably to listen to right. it all. But you know, it's it's set up that way so that you can actually there's a specific order to to like listen to them in. I freaking love it. I was <laughs> I was I was pleasantly surprised. Not that I should have, because you're obviously very talented, but I had no idea that that would be um, that would be. Uh, I'd be blown away like that. I was. I, was, I can't. You. I can't wait for this episode we're going to do tonight. Now I kept telling Joe. <laughs> yeah. It's like Jesus. But I, I wrote down a couple notes here. What if you if you were a, if your album were a uh, were a visual art? It's kind of a cross between a Miro. I don't even know the artist Miro. I only know it's because of my stepmother. M I R O. You look it up. It's kind of cross between a Miro painting, an Escher drawing. With some Frank Frazetta thrown in. I don't know if you know Frank Frazetta or Escher. No. Okay, we're gonna have to look this up. <laughs> Joe's gonna <laughs> Joe's gonna show you the uh, the the. Uh... Oh wow! <laughs> so the, uh, it's psychedelic between... Picasso. Yeah, exactly. So there's show him just a couple Moreau pictures. So it's a cross between oh. some of the. He's a well-known painter back. Yeah. He's a uh, Spanish. Yeah. Oh, I don't. So yeah, cool. and look up Escher. Escher drawings. He, you know, <laughs> if if you don't, if if anybody on this podcast currently recording right now doesn't know who MC Escher is, I'm quitting right now. Okay. <gasps> Do you know MC Escher? No. That's it's, you're so full of come shit. On, come on, no. I d- okay. Show me. Just show. Show, show me. Maybe. I'm out. No, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, now, yeah, <laughs> now you don't. Show, no. Now you don't want to show me. I guarantee you, you will recognize uh, it t- immediately. T- I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw it up on the big screen up here. 
Oh, okay. All right, stand by. So we'll uh, uh, all right, stand by, everybody. There's, oh yeah, we're dead all just, air, the dead air, Joe, just complete so and total dead. You want me to vamp a little bit? Sure, please, please do something. <laughs> What's the deal? With, no, I'm not going to do the Seinfeld. Not doing it. Hey, uh, you're from Long Island. You ever run into Jerry? No, no, no know anybody that run into him? Because I know he's still. I I know he has a house there. So no, I. But also actually, Long Island I've, is gigantic. So. Like, I've I, I've known people that have run into Billy Joel. Oh yeah, but not Seinfeld. I feel like if I had to pick between the two of them, I would walk, keep walking. I, okay. I have. I, they both seem <laughs> okay. like they could there, be real. There's dicks. an Escher uh, drawing. So it's that's oh, him. Right he drew himself there in that final metal, lizard one. Metal that's sphere. Really cool. That there's, there's that. These, you can see the these birds are flying opposite directions there. The staircase one is very Oh, very okay. Well known. See, right. the, I, I knew that. Sure. If, if, the, if the, uh, the hand thing with the globe yeah. doesn't get them, it's the, it's the it's stairway. The stairs, yeah. Yeah. Here's, like a, here's a mind fuck of a drawing. Oh, wow. Drawing. That is really cool. All right, so that's, uh, that's Escher. Oh, he's drawing the hands. There you go. Hands, drawing hands. That's kind of a well-known piece. And this is, you, oh, it's I've kind seen of good, that. Yeah. yeah. All right, so you're across between Moreau Escher and then Frank Frazetta, which was one of my <laughs> father's favorites uh, years ago. And uh, and then we'll, we'll, I wish we were faster at this, but uh, stand by. I said, what's this like? I was trying to I was trying to figure out. So it's not quite Pink Floyd, but something else. Well, if it were visual art, uh, this is what it would be. Oh, right on. Man. I'm honored to be in that that company. There we go. It's like fantasy art stuff. It looks like the cover of a like eighties power metal. That looks album. like yes. Dio, right there. Yes, it does. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Holy diva! Right, exactly. exactly. So there's, but even though your music isn't quite like that, but it's just kind of a f- fantasy thing. Yeah. So there you go. That's him, actually. It's a self. Uh, oh wow. A portrait. I think he passed away just a few years ago. I think. So yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, one of the cool things that I, I I really appreciate you as a as an artist is, no matter what type of crowd, because we have different demographics for each day of the week. Yeah, at Blackbridge, like we have our regulars that come in, you know, a couple three times a week, whatever they're after work beer or whatever. But in the evenings, they're always different, and you've played various, like you played a Saturday night, you played a Friday night, you played a Wednesday night, you played a Thursday, Thursday night last yeah. night. So like it it, you're able to reel them in. Yeah, <laughs> they're not turned off by it. They're like, like you win them over every time. That's awesome. That's, That's and <laughs> honestly, for people who don't know your music, for you to just go into a place and win people over on that's that's incredible. Oh, thank you. That's it's you know it takes a lot of I think a lot of practice and I think it's the amount of gigs that I've done now. Uh, you know, you you got to get good at that. You yeah, because that's that's how you keep getting gigs. You know, there's um, you just got to kind of keep. <laughs> Being a badass, you can't, you can't. Yeah, I can't have a sucky night. Right. If I have a yeah. sucky night, like, that's my business. Yeah, you know, you're not. They're not coming back. They're not coming back. Yeah, exactly. No, no you're gonna take me seriously as an artist if I'm fucking up or if I'm like too drunk and sloppy and stuff. Have you done um, that before? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, there's sometimes like I'll never forget this uh, recording. I recorded a gig at AG's up in Munns Park. Um, one I just got back from tour last year, and I started off all well and good like it was for the first 35 minutes it was then you you hear the little bit of the slop and it's like okay it's tolerable but at some point 
that now the eleven now as I can't stand listening to my own voice as it keeps going, I'm just like, oh, what are you doing, oh, Richard? Just... What are you doing? The crowd is louder when I'm drunk <laughs> oh, than God. when I was playing well. Like it, it's that boggled my mind. Like I was like, wow, I don't know. That's a tough call. Well, you were just they, they, because they're they're ignoring you and they're talking amongst themselves or they're hooting and hollering no they're louder. hooting and hollering okay at me. no i mean they're they're enjoying it even more they're like "Woo, he's drunk too yeah. we're drunk he's drunk and that's what i'm like well maybe that, that's that, that maybe was, that's the key maybe that's the key <laughs> oh but i don't like to be drunk and sloppy so yeah right it we kind of did it, that it, initially oh with this for a handful of episodes and we would drink and then we thought that it was great and then it wasn't so great and then I listened to it when I edited it, I'm like this is absolute shit like, <laughs> we're not gonna we do not. oh there's nothing like listening to your own voice it took me you learn a lot uh, at least probably 60 70 episodes of editing before I wasn't just ugh just disgusted <laughs> right, with right, how I sounded right. yeah but then we dropped the drinking fairly early well the drinking yeah when we like, dropped we'll the drinking we'll have a beer maybe or two but that's about it yeah, yeah. like yeah. you know we, we just can't do the buzzed and we do have the one that's in the archive one of the three of us that oh, were on God. that podcast that day I've got it already set to go like if one of us dies then the Dropbox <laughs> will send it it'll get posted yeah it's a it, there was a moderate amount of, of substances and then and then a lot of alcohol and it it went dark and it's it, like it was really good up to I'm that intrigued. point but it was oh it was bad it's just <laughs> the dark episode oh, yeah. got, like and i i think we just kind of faded out at the end and i'm like all right i think we should probably be done like here was the thing i remember i kept bucking joe because it was a long we did it was a long episode and yeah. and, and joe goes and we kind of knew it was maybe gonna have a problem he goes all right that's gonna take some editing on this one but you know I, I think we got it and then like the next day or two days later Hey Joe, uh, how's the editing going? He goes, I don't know, man. Hours, I just, hours. He was working on it, working on it. And then I said, How about? He goes, and he kept saying, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna. I said, Is there nothing, nothing in there we could use? Because it was hours we were. It was probably recording. twenty-five to thirty minutes worth of usable material that wasn't dark, offensive, <laughs> uh, or just unusable because we were drunk by the end. So yeah. like, the, like seriously, it, it would have been a, a useless episode. It, 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 it would be like watching. I don't know. I want like name a foul movie that like Pulp Fiction on TNT. Pulp Fiction is a two hour fifteen where it just gets ruined minutes, with and it's just completely edited down to shit, edited down to ninety minutes or whatever. And yeah. it's like and the oh I see what all you're the saying, cussing. Yeah. And so that's what I would have had, and it would have been like a twenty five minute episode. And, again, and I was, was upset about trash. it. Because he, this is a friend of ours, and he's good. He's funny and good and all this stuff. And so it was like this took effort to put having come out. We did the recording. And we we all invested time, and then it would just throw it away. It was yeah. It was there was Sometimes another one. Bees like this. Yeah, it, yeah, there's only two that have never seen the light of day, and probably yeah. never will. The other one was the our executive producer, the guy who showed me how to use a mixing board and edit and uh, in uh, uh, Adobe Audition and all that because he's a station director for radio stations, and he went to school for all this, and he's a master's degree in broadcasting and all that. And uh, he was a wrestling coach, mm-hmm. and we had discussion about how the the homoeroticism in locker rooms is still alive and strong like in in you know in that year that was i think i think that was like six years ago or something really? like that Man. yeah he was just talking about just like towels snapping like naked dudes and i'm like that just goes on the older you get i think depending on what branch of the military you go in i've never ever had that happen really Yes, I don't know. I don't know where other people have taken showers and stuff. But I, <laughs> that has never happened to me in my life, and I don't. I don't want it to happen. I know. I was gonna say I, now you wish it. No, you probably no, don't. No, no, like, no I don't, I don't need that. To, <clears throat> no, no, nope. 
No, and they got they did away with uh, showers in uh, junior high the year before I got there. So I missed all of that. And they didn't do it in high school. Now, I mean, they didn't I, even have separate showers. They just did away. No, they with just it. didn't have showers. You wow. had you changed clothes into gym clothes, and, and you stunk. went out and did your and, yeah, and then you fucking everybody sprayed yourself down with Dracar Noir and mm. the whole. Mm. I had curve. Oh, <laughs> I, in my truck I have curve for men, the original in the green yeah, can, but it's, yeah. a, but it's a spray. It's a. It's like deodorant spray. It's like Axe, but it's scented like Curve. When wow. I saw it at Ross for like two bucks, and I'm like, <laughs> and every, like so like if I don't have time to like, I've been working all day out in the sun or something. I'm sweaty, and I have something to go to directly from work, and I don't have time to shower. I'll give a couple spritzes of that, and no matter where I go, some woman between the age of about thirty five to like fifty mm. will be like, "Are you wearing Curve? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that Curve for men?" <laughs> That reminds me of high to, school. Yeah, yeah, just uh, took him back. Hundred percent. But it's a classic scent, allegedly. Classic scent. Yeah, the Dracar Noir canoe, canoe. God, I can't believe people. Brute. That was wow. another one. That Ooh, my whole, brute. Yeah. I was into brute. My whole fucking <laughs> junior high smelled like that. Yeah, all 12. of those. Polo. I remember polo. Yeah, polo. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, that was my buddy. He was a. He's a polo. He's a polo. He's like a polo, polo guy. guy. Classy. I was the brute then curve. <laughs> That was because my like high school girlfriend. That's what she got for me. So that's what I wore. That's exactly you know, what you wore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have to obligated. What did you What did you do before you were doing this full time, making money doing this? Like you, you were still doing music, obviously, and a musician. But you were. What was your stuff? I did oh, I've numerous done, things, probably. Yeah, I. Um, more recently, I'd worked for Kroger. Okay. Uh, before that, I had worked at a wholesale for like bongs and hookahs and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I serviced smoke shops. I was a sales rep. And before that, I ran a club in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was in the military. Oh, what Bef- what branch? Uh, Army. And where and what and. Kind of, well, I didn't go overseas. I wasn't like a, um, but I did all of the what I did was stateside. Mm-hmm. But I did military intelligence and psychological operations. Oh. Science. And uh, yeah, and then um, then before that I was a piercer. Before that I had you were my, a piercer. Yeah, <laughs> I was a yeah I was a piercer at a tattoo shop. Holy shit! Before that I had my own business doing uh, tile and stone and and cabinets and Jesus. stuff and a little bit of everything. Yeah, I've done. What was the moment? I mean, was there a moment when you said "fuck it, I'm going to do this"? Or was it like a thing, or just kind of slowly evolved, or said "I'm I'm done, I'm going to try to make this happen"? Well, I've always I've always done music, and I and I just. You know, I, I didn't really like performing, and, and, and I've been doing it for the last 10 years now, um, constantly, uh, or consistently, rather. And it wasn't really until, like, two years ago where, um, and we were talking about this last night, where uh, that Thursday, it was March, like, 5th or something like that, 2021, and I got laid off from Kroger. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, my mom's husband passed away in New York. That's right, you tell me that. And yeah. then I hopped in my car the next day and I drove to New York in like Mm -hmm. two and a half days and uh to be with her um you know for everything and I ended up staying with her extended and I hadn't been back to New York in like 10 years and I was like man I really gotta I I gotta you know she's got you know nobody now so I, I I have to come back and the only way I could figure on doing that is well now I don't have a job so I better make music my job so mm-hmm. I can go across the country and see her at least, at least, you know, every year or something like that. So know? was your first public gig after this, was it in New York area, <clears throat> I, I assume? No, I had started to play, um, like, locally okay. in, in Arizona. Before you know, then, okay, yeah, 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 gotcha. Yeah. 
Um, it wasn't until I didn't play New York, New York until uh, I was late, maybe later that year in, tw- in 2021. Um, I had never performed at, at um, in New York under the name I Am Hologram, even okay. though I'm from there. Like, but it, it's you know something I came up with in Arizona, right? So it kind of gave you a chance. I mean, this was a, a bad thing, but you gave you a little since you got laid off and you were there. You could kind of, like you said, kind of get your act together and, and figure out, okay, I'm going to make this work. You, you, you were able to have more time and put more energy into it to oh, yeah. to make it kind of, to try to push forward with it. I, guess. I, I you know, and I never, I would never have been prepared before that for the work that it actually does take. Mm-hmm. I got into music and I wanted to make it because I, I thought, it would be the easy way out. Like, oh, this is these guys kind of that that you know mm-hmm. that song with the you know um, MTV working thing. for the weekend. You know, oh, look that. at that's not that's not working. That's the way you, you do, do it. it. Like yeah. I thought, if I played guitar, like I wouldn't really have to do it. But now, you know, we got to do everything these days. You yeah. got to do you know I do all the graphic design. I do all the, the recording. I mean, I write all the songs. I book all the tours. I do the website. Do, I do. do you have anybody else playing on your stuff, or is that all you? When, That's when, all me. Holy shit. Um, well, except for my latest album, there's my buddy does the drums, but like yeah. I play everything and sing everything. But that, that's impressive. Uh, on some of the later albums, after Not All of Us Are Human, like Neo Loa and Calculating Mythological Equations, those two are both stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, all of me doing everything, and I at, at that at this point. I had keyboard on the floor. I have a drum machine. I have my vocal processor. I have a wah wah pedal. I have like drum. I could do drum fills by stepping backwards on these pedals. <laughs> oh my god! I have a table of guitar effects and vocal effects. I can do like backwards looping for the voice and stuff like that. And but then, do you lay down tracks separately too? Or no, you... this is just all live off the top of my head. Wow! Um, and it, it just—it's just almost like one huge song and like little sweets. Um, and those are some yeah. of the things I'm more most proud of artistically. Of course, you know, I'm proud of not all of us are human, but to create like albums off the top of your head live in a tap room. Yeah. <laughs> where other people are, you know, it's some of them were on mushrooms. I know. Cause I have sometimes when I do the <laughs> one man band thing, there's like this small little group of people that follow me and do mushrooms to listen to me. Mm-hmm. So I could think of cool. Yeah, I, was, I, I, was I think like, I yeah, thought I about that. I thought, I wonder if I would it, it would send me over the edge. Maybe if I was on too many, if on too many mushrooms, listening to uh, this album yeah. <laughs> or not. But I, say, I thought well, it's like you're already on mushrooms. Only one way to find out. That's Paul. true. Yeah, I mean, really, great. it's very true. Uh, General, is this about my, myself? If if I were to have a like a pile of money and do something like if I had money to live on and not worry about anything at all, I'd, I'd want to step into the world of movie production. Like I have some other, some ideas and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. And when I was listening to this album, I, I thought to myself, I want you to do my soundtrack. <laughs> oh yeah. Seriously. It'd be there badass it to yeah. have, because I was, you could, I could hear your songs in a movie. There's certain parts of it, you know, just going on in the background. That's my end game. I want to oh, get really? into soundtracking, uh, writing commercial jingles and just okay. doing stuff like that. That's... Well, I, so there you go. So I have that. And then I, I was talking to Michael about this before you didn't meet. No, no he, they, Michael, they, 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 left they left before he showed up. Yeah. So um, Michael goes, well, hey, you know, uh, you know, Tom Valentine, he's a, you know, uh, is a customer of mine who's a art director, kind of a well-known art director who's retired now. But if you look him up on. Dude, he's worked on I, I, IMDB. It's crazy what he's worked on. And he was, was here working with me on an airplane for a while. And now he's back in Atlanta. 
doing the same airplane work. But his son is in. New, I was going to tell you this. His son is in New Mexico. His son is um, a, a cinematographer who's in New Mexico right now, shooting another long Dior commercial. You know, Christian Dior, whatever Dior. They have these long, artsy fartsy, avant garde sort of commercial things. They're like twelve to fifteen minute long. Yeah, sh- kind of Ooh, short movies. Shorts. They're really cool. They're they're yeah. incredible, and they're yeah. done really well. Johnny Depp has got a contract doing this anyway. So Johnny Depp is right now in New Mexico with Tom Valentine's son, and he told me about this. He goes, "Yeah, my son's in your neighboring state in the middle of nowhere." You That's should, cool. You know, I said, "Well, let me know. Can I go hang out?" And he's like. Yeah, they probably wouldn't want that to happen. But. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about this, we're we're one step away from or one person away from Johnny Depp, a cinematographer, Tom Valentine, art director. You've got the audio track for the. We can do this. Say you know what I'm saying. We got this. What are you gonna do, Joe? I, with this, well, for this I, movie, nothing. I'll be a producer. Okay, thank That's, you. I just want a producer credit. That's it. That would be fantastic. <laughs> That's all. I, I won't even show up on set. But the level of talent, seriously, that you have and these other people that I kind of, I'm thinking, someone's got to just. Someone needs to be the Steve Jobs, because Steve Jobs didn't invent any of the technology. He just threw it all together and crammed it. That's me. That's device. what I'll do. I'll just throw everything together. <laughs> there you go. Well, you are. You're bringing. You're bringing me to the table. Exactly. That's, that's literally. I, I guess that's kind of true. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> and yeah. figuratively. So that's that needs to happen sometime. I'm down with it. Yeah. yeah. So Joe's gonna. I'm gonna look at my little notes. Are you? Here. You, have okay. your, you have too many notes over there. I don't want to dominate. If you had, I'm not yeah. trying to dominate anything. No, me. me I mean, no, I'm too tired to dominate anything. Okay. I'm dominate my bed tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> if you had to, this is one of those weird questions, but like I now this just piqued my interest. If you could write a soundtrack or redo a soundtrack to any movie in your style, mm. what would you do? Which which movie would it be? Like, have you seen a movie where you're going like? Yeah, I think I, I could do this do, better. This is pretty good. You but. know, not not re- I th- I like you know I would probably something along the lines of a Star Trek, mm-hmm. um, science fiction like that. Um, I I have a lot of a lot of my videos on YouTube are, um, like the one for Modern Day Him is the is a uh, George uh, Mieles. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but he was a French director who did Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, from 1902 that was used by the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. for the yeah. Tonight Tonight video, and I was there. Um, that director was their inspiration for this, so I used one of his public domain uh, um, movies called Baron Munchausen's oh, Dream. I did. I I watched that. And I forgot about this from the last <laughs> time you were here. It's uh, there's marijuana involved. Oh, okay. and I'd forgotten about it, <laughs> and I did watch it. And I'm like, oh, it's trippy it, as fuck. It really is. It, and that's that's from 1912, I think that yeah. movie's from. So like, um, I w- actually silent movies. I would like to track silent movie, which I've already right, started. That to sounds interesting. Do. Okay, that sounds really really interesting. So that's where you go down the the rabbit hole of like Fritz Lang's uh, Metropolis. Have yeah. You ever seen that? 1927. That they still the practical effects invented for that movie are still in use in Hollywood today. No shit. I brought that up to Tom Valentine oh, when he okay. was here one time, and he was just kind of like. So, like you know about him, yeah. Like this lummox uh-huh. from Ohio who now lives in the desert, it's all sun fried for twenty five years. Knows, <laughs> knows that. But there's been multiple soundtracks done to that, and Giorgio Moroder did one in the oh, mid seventies, I, I think, late seventies. That did, I think, is the best. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's it's very seventies synthy, like his you know his style. But it was cool. Yeah, to Metropolis. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would love to do stuff like that. Stuff that doesn't have sound, give it sound. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> would, would you want to also create your own a short film, or you, or just pretty much let someone else do it and you put music to it? My artistic ability. I mean, it's I've gotten better with visual visualization, mm-hmm. um, but it's not my strong point at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, my strong point is looking at something. Actually, you know, it, even a lot of these videos, I, I didn't really do that much editing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just they somehow magically just goes with it, and 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 I I don't know what it is that I don't that if I'm in tune with any I don't know. Well, you've got something. I was going to ask it you. Yeah, what just kind of comes out, and it just is what it is. All right. So, what was the date that you sold your soul to the devil? Then that's that's the answer to this whole thing. <laughs> when did you when go did down this, to the crossroads? It, it, because it's and, obvious that's what happened. Because no, you just it's not, spit no. this stuff out, and it's like, what the fuck? It's all the good Lord. That's oh, it's the good it's Lord, the good not Lord. not the devil. That's the other okay. side. It's the, it's the other side. There's yin and yang. Well, this whole thing. <laughs> As I live and breathe, we're sitting next to a vessel. <laughs> we, that's right. In Germany, we we wessel. A wessel, nuclear wessel. wessel. What are you thinking about? We <laughs> are not thinking. That's a dumbass commercial about what is that? Uh, it's I don't know if it's an insu- it's a bank or an insurance. No, no, no. Company it's a it's or... a translator like a course. Oh, that's to what learn it how is. to speak English better. And it's a German. It's a bunch of Germans doing uh, air traffic control. No, 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 not, no, no. <laughs> Isn't it? It, it? It's a like a naval thing. Our it, naval no, no. thing. That's right. It's, and this junior guy, this younger... We're sinking, ger- we're sinking. Ger- like, German- what are you sinking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an English guy, and they're either from Britain or America, and they're having a... You know, he's got radar, and he's listening, and he just set him down as, like, his first day on the job, this German kid, sort of. Yeah, so what... Oh, this SOS, you know, we're... We're sinking. We're sinking. What are you sinking about? And he goes, oh, what, what are you sinking about? <laughs> <laughs> so fucking corny, but, like, on such a, a better level than our commercials over here, I feel like. I have a musical question, and Joe's going to go, oh, God, here we go with this again. <laughs> because okay. we have asked other people this, and I, I don't either. I'm thick-headed, which I think I am, Joe would attest, or it hasn't been explained to me in such a way that I can really understand what it is. And you've had no but professional musical training, right? You're on your own. Yeah. No. But, but I, may, right? No. Oh, well, I had bass lessons for three three months when I was, like, 11. Okay. That's, that's the extent of it. All right. So... Someone musicians like people that are learned in the profession will hang out in the studio and go, "Oh, let's hey, let's change the key. We'll, get, we'll go to a key of uh, this or you know C or sharp, whatever." What the fuck does that mean, and how does it work? Or do you really? You know, it's like, oh, it all. It, it, where is the C or the B? You haven't done a good job explaining to me, Joe. That's because I didn't. I didn't spend six months teaching you theory, so you understand key. Okay. Key, sig- key signatures. That, that's really the. And it's okay if you can't explain it. Well, it's just the key. They're talking about the key of you know that there's there's notes and scales. Yes. And, um, yes. You know, so if it's they're talking about C major, you know, you have C D, uh, E F G A B C. How do you know that? Um, that's it, that's just in like lessons, and you know that I I did learn that in the lessons and you know you you can pick up like kind of like a a beginner's music mm-hmm. um the, and that's one of the first things they're going to teach you is the scales okay so what notes go along with the corresponding uh, okay so, so if you have a like say c you chose c major so does that mean that these other notes that you called out sound good with that note is that how that works they are they're the frequencies are harmonically I and gotcha. mathematically they they because when you when you when we say that the the note C, okay, it's not just one note. There are several 
other frequencies that come together to form what we hear as C. Just mm -hmm. like when you're on a piano mm -hmm. and the, each key as you, I think is as you go up or as you go down, there mm -hmm. are m there's more than one string. Some of them have four different tones. That's true. You can, uh, that, that you have to tune. That the hammer strike back behind them when you look at the thing. Yeah, right? and, it'll, and that hammer strikes it once and all, let's say, four of those frequencies mm -hmm. resonate at C. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not quite a note as much as it's a few frequencies put together, kind of like colors in a way. Okay. Um, the you know the spectrum of the colors, the frequencies, because they all have they all resonate with megahertz. Okay, so it's kind of like certain colors that that are different. You know, the, the opposite on the on the uh, what's the uh, the color chart? The color the, wheel. Color yeah. wheel. Thank you. We know that uh, directly opposite, they'll actually look good together. Yeah. And for example, so that's kind of the same thing, I guess. And kind of like what yellow and blue gets you green. Right. So frequency A and frequency B get you the the the, the key of C. And so, also so, to the color wheel has a direct translation into music theory called the circle of fifths. Yes. So you have oh. the, this one and this one work well together, and then maybe this one or this one, but only if this one and this one are in the same key and so on and so forth and it's a, and it's a circle it's similar to a color wheel but it's for sound some musicians that are really really good and talented and know the way around whatever instrument they're playing like you do if someone says oh we're going to let's try this in the key of f you can just switch up and make it happen yeah holy fuck which uh, it's a, a it's a language you know yeah. it's it's like any other language like exactly. engineers have yeah. you know language i'm sure with you know the planes you have your own language like if you talk to another plane I don't know what to call like engineer or sure. um, designer designer yeah. like you know when you say a term mm. that person knows what you're talking about I got gotcha. you if you said it to me I would have absolutely no idea what you're talking about and right. it's no different it's like we have we, our work as composites like with carbon fiber fiberglass Kevlar these kind of woven fabrics and we have a dozen type of fabrics down there and it's so funny because I we have scraps in our scrap bin and there's probably 20 different types of and, but I know which each one is. I yeah. can, oh, that one will go with this one. I guess it's the same thing then. Yeah. yeah. It's just and I've done, done it for so long. Just a different so. language. And yeah. the way you learn music is very similar to a language. Yeah. Very, like you... you even the notation is... Very is, much that's, so. that's a language. Right, which is know? crazy because I rarely read music, but I can still do it. Yeah. And I feel like the musical language that, that you learn sticks with you even if you don't use it. Like, I, I spent years in Spanish, now four years or three years of Spanish class. I lived in South Tucson for five years when I was a kid. Been in Mexico two, three dozen times. But because I don't use it every day. Yeah, you forget I, it. I forget it. But if I go to Mexico or if I'm around people that are speaking Spanish, I'll Just pick it up. It, it, takes, it takes me a couple hours. Okay, but you can read music, I assume. Yes, Slowly, no? but yes. I'm not one of those people that you could just put... The sheet music and I can just play it perfectly the get, first time. You, you can work your way through it, but I can work my way okay. through it and figure it out. But. And and there are some uh, like virtuosos that don't even have never read music, you know, and they they can just they just do their thing and they kind of know, but they also know some of the theory, I guess, which what notes sound well with other. Or they've ones. played the wrong notes so many times they know which notes to play. Which note not, yeah. which is not to play. Jimi Hendrix said was famous for saying something to that. You know, how do you play such great music without uh, knowing how to read music? And he said, I just, I played it and played bad, bad notes enough to know that I don't want to do that. And those notes don't go with these notes. Like yeah. that, it's, it, that's, it's, you figure it's, it out by yeah. trial and error. And you yeah. always make mistakes. I mean, I hit wrong notes all the time, but like Beethoven said, it's okay to hit a wrong note, but to hit it without passion is unforgivable. 
I love that quote. <laughs> I so, forgot I mean, about that quote. Yeah, you got it, and you got it. And like I it was tell by you, you could tell it's by accident. So, oh fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And if you really that fucking you know, there's sometimes, especially like on the improv stuff, where I'm like, I hit a note that I didn't think I wanted to hit, and then I just repeated it, and it almost and then it sounded like part of the song, and it yeah. was no longer a bad note, you know. Right. Uh, but that doesn't always happen that way. It's got to, it, mathematically and harmonically, it's got to reconcile itself like any equation. Yeah. So, and that's where the bad notes really are, is where you don't resolve the equation. Do you uh, also play keyboard stuff? Any piano? I play do? it with my toes. Oh, you, oh. <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> that's how good he is. That's, like, a, that's my flex. I could play you a can, piano. So you can do that too. Oh, yeah. I can get up to four four notes at a time. <laughs> That's that's how not all of us are human is recorded. It's a drum machine. I do the drum machine, the keyboard, the one acoustic, and a vocal live. And all the effects on the voices, that's all me fucking with the knobs. There is no like I'm after. having a hard time wrapping my head that you do this all at one shot. Yeah. It's fucking th- yeah. it's like the what's the guy that years ago would have the thing banging in his knees like the one that's what, yeah. yeah the yeah. one the one band band, yeah. it's the same thing but electronically or that's yeah know. that's how people actually oh when i say i'm a when i i used to always just call myself a one-man band they're like oh you got like one of the bass drum on your back and symbols between your <laughs> kind of right yeah <laughs> but yeah. it's way cooler than that yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, it's totally shit and now here you want to hear something crazy uh, so 10 years oh, oh shit 12 years ago i started having grand mal seizures and i lost my ability to play music wow and i i started actually my buddy levi from black hole mm-hmm. so yeah. he he was telling me he goes dude why don't you play to a metronome like on your guitar to get your skills back and i said all right i said but i hate doing the fucking like i got a drum machine i'll play along with mm-hmm. so i sat down i got really high put the drum machine in front of me and I sort of just started kind of jamming along and just to get my kind of chops back in a way, you know? And then I was thinking, man, I bet you I can fuck with this with my toes. So I put it on the ground and I wrote a song. Mm-hmm. with just my acoustic guitar and this drum machine. I'm like, Oh man, that's cool. Maybe I should get a bass. And I look over and I see this Casio keyboard that my friend gave me in the corner and I put it on the floor and I play with it with my left foot. So now I have, I'm sitting on a chair Got my left foot, got my right foot, got both of my, my hands, and I'm thinking that put my brain back together after my first grand mal seizure. Wow. And that's an amazing kind of a medical thing. You know what I mean? It's like a thing re re making new neural pathways, I guess, or and, and it's so it's a big negative thing that happened to you and then through a conversation with your friend and then you said, Fuck it, I will do it this way. Yeah. I mean you're like a glass is half full or you're not very defeatist, obviously. No, absolutely. <laughs> I no, I, I fall down but I get back at the fuck. Up. I guess. That that's that's just an absolutely amazing thing. Think you, you know, and, and at the time that was so overloaded, like it, it was so difficult for me in my brain. Mm-hmm. So the fact that only, you know, a year two years ago when I was talking about the the albums Neo Loa and um calculating mythological equations so now i went from just the keyboard the drum machine and acoustic guitar and singing to having all those effects and all those pedals and ableton up and another keyboard um uh, the chaos pad the drum machine goes through that now like have i i I came back from that so i I could have never have done this before Mm -hmm. my seizures like that's how the music has healed me to the point where I listen to old stuff and I'm like, damn, I would have done that a hell of a lot differently now. Like, wow. Um, and I could do it better than I did before. 
Well, I have a tremendous amount of respect for you. And like I said, I, when, I, when I heard this album, which is one of many that you have, I was I kept telling Joe, I cannot wait to talk to him about all this stuff like that. And I asked you yesterday also, because I didn't know any of this. Yeah. Now I sound like an idiot. Or it seemed like <laughs> if I can wind back yesterday. Cause, uh, and you see, you, you don't have a certain specific type of music that you like. Like if you were to pick a genre, you said I, you're not really that you, you like old blues or you know uh, uh, 90s rock or whatever it is. You, 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 you don't want to pick one. No, just, like, you're, all, you're all over the place. I love it all. I yeah. love it all. It's all, you know, like I said, not to quote Billy Joel, but it's all rock and roll to me. You know, yeah. it's whatever how it, it's just a tool to express yourself. So it's really no different to me than, you know, a painting or a poem or yeah. whatever your medium is. You know, it just happens to be my main medium. Yeah. Should we take a break, Joe? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's do it. Right, right on. on. We'll be back.
so I think you're a space fan, it seems like, or something. There's a lot of reference to space travel-ish, kind uh, of, Space sort of. travel, universe, uh, multiple universes, parallel universes, all that. And that's why some of your music has that sort of feel and, and words. Yeah, I, I you know it's I you know Wor- words. Thank you, Joe. Thank God it's got words. words. It's got words. words. Jesus, like your last song. Uh, what's it? Uh, what the fuck? God's 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 yeah, the last piece on that. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. I was just saying. You know, most artists uh, are trying. I think they try to connect with their audience, mm-hmm. and I am just. I I don't want that. I'm not trying to connect with anybody. I won't, what I try to do is connect people to or remind them of their connection to. Mm-hmm the space and the universe and, and our galaxy and everything, you know, that happens in it uh, is like it, it all affects us. Given the opportunity, would you go? Oh, by far. Oh, yeah. Yeah. OK. Don't put me on a mission to Mars, though, because right. I'll I'll I'll, I'll kill everybody when we get there <laughs> and uh, take over the planet. And okay. I may only rule it for another 24 days. But, hey, <laughs> I'm going to have my own planet. You'll be top I, dog. I would do a, 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 like a, a like a six month trip to Mars by myself. Right. And yeah. just be like just, just some, for out. some peace and fucking quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be the guy that only brought like four books, but like everything Spotify, everything down like 50 terabytes just downloaded to a hard drive. It'd be fine. Finally oh, get around wait. to listening to some audiobooks. Oh, they'll have a they'll yeah. have a string of satellites going yeah. to Mars and be able you'll be they'll monetize that experience for sure. So, so I guess we're the Artemis the, the crew is gonna not be dropped off at the moon next year, but they're going around the moon, yeah. I think, next year. Cool how we did that in nineteen sixty seven. I so. know. Yeah, step it yeah. up a bit. I know. It's time to get back. It's but, it's almost like they deleted all that data. They're like, well, I don't know how we did it back then because nobody's talking about it and everybody died because we, we waited too fucking long. We had motivation, though, back then, too, of course, with the space race and yeah. the Cold War and all that kind of shit. Then we got up there and said, ah, fuck it. And we were like, yeah, we did it enough <laughs> times. If you yeah, believe in that. Then we're good. If you make sure we went there. Yeah. <laughs> if you believe in that sort of thing. If, if you believe Stanley Kubrick didn't have anything. To I, I, <laughs> I love the, I can't remember who the comedian was that was talking <laughs> about it. Or no, no, it was Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, look. Here's the thing. Here's probably what happened. NASA hired Stanley Kubrick to fake the moon landing. But it was going to be so goddamn expensive to fake it. He's like, you know, it would be cheaper for you guys to just go to the moon. <laughs> that yeah. I, I thought that was a funny fucking joke. That's a right. great response for like an astrophysicist to be asked about. Did we really go to the moon? Right. Like a ridiculous question deserves a ridiculous answer. Sure. Yeah. I, I But I love I fucked with a moon landing hoax like denier guy. Yeah. It uh, at Blackbridge, he's known for being kind of a fucking weirdo, and I only see him like every four or five months. But he comes in, I'm like, oh, this is you guys strap in. This guy's a ride. And he's other, <laughs> and he's other conspiracy theorists. Oh, theorists also, Gary, all, all of them, all of them. Yeah. He is one big walking Mel Gibson conspiracy theorist. Right. He, uh, but he said something about he's like, yeah, the moon landing. Nobody did that. I'm like, huh, you believe in the moon? <laughs> oh, he, one up, you. I'm fucker. like, that's just the back of the sun. That's just the fucking. That's why you see it at night. That's a big ball of cheese. Yeah, yeah. And he, makes me he's hungry like, every time I look at it. Where did you hear that? I'm like Alex Jones, and just <laughs> dropped that. And he's like, yeah. I gotta look that up. I never thought about that. The, maybe the moon's not even Do you real. Believe in the moon? Uh, you, like, yeah, <laughs> that's, you, so, that's such like a butthead thing to say. Uh, <laughs> you believe in the you moon? Believe in the moon? You're stupid. <laughs> what a dumbass. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like the kind of the best way to fuck with those people. It's Kinda, like, yeah. yeah. But but that guy like it didn't backfire. It kind of backfired because I wanted him to feel like he was being ridiculous. But he just took it to heart. He's like, "Holy shit, I'm gonna do some research." I'm like, "Yeah, man, you should Google does the moon exist and see what happens." There are people here locally that that not that many, of course, but that 
think that we have buried like flying saucers in an underground village or city of aliens underneath right out here. Oh, you I know, wish. This, this, this is what's going oh, on. Oh, right here. Here, here. at this airport. Here. Yeah, the, yeah, yes. Yeah. Is that what that uh, little ladder going down uh, out there goes to? Not supposed to talk uh, about that. Not <laughs> supposed to talk about that. Here, here, out there by the Delta. Here come the, here come the black helicopters. Here they come. Yeah, uh, how, how can you hear <laughs> the black helicopters? it's suddenly getting bright out again. <laughs> like, do you guys smell that? And then we all pass out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. Does smells like chloroform? Does it smell like chloroform to you? Yeah, we could take a big whiff of that. So there's this woman, or this girl, woman, whatever, that that asked me this, and she's a Gosh, she's that Van really Hagen Van Hagen yes. lady. Yeah, she's got a last name that sounds like Van Hagen Right. So she started asking me about. It. I'm going. No, I I know nothing. There's nothing going on out here. And they were, and they said to be ridiculous. And, and then she kept asking more and more questions. And I would just laugh at her. And I would say, you can come out and look wherever you want. And then, no matter what you say with conspiracy theorists, it proves more that I'm even deeper in the conspiracy because <laughs> yeah. the way I was denying it. How much going, are those stupid? <laughs> hey, how much are those deep state checks that you get every month? To, to, <laughs> yeah, to exactly. Be deep into that. Conspiracy. And because I would bring that up too, like they're keep, they're buying my silence. Ha ha ha. She goes, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, she was dead serious. Holy shit. There's a handful of sun baked folks out here that I've talked to. I'm like, there's probably no aliens there. And then I. So, but I'm telling you, I guarantee you where there's aliens, Dayton, Ohio, Wright Pat Air Force Base. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Yeah, that's where they moved the bodies and the flying saucer. They moved them up to the fly, or the flying saucer went up to Area 51, and the bodies went to a hangar at Wright Pat Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. Seems legit to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like a that's that's been a that's been going on for 50 years. Like that that, that story. Yes. That story has been going. Yeah, it goes back to the 70s. I used I used to be more into conspiracy theories until one day an artist friend of mine. And I'll never forget this because it changed my life. He goes, you know how you can tell that they have uh, nanobots in the rain? (laughs) I said, no, how? He goes, and he's smoking this vape pen. It was at the Rhythm Room. I'll never forget this in Phoenix. (laughs) He's smoking his vape pen. And he goes, well, he goes, what you do is you take a glass of red wine, right? And you put it in your mouth and you swish it all around. Then you, you spit it out into a Petri dish. And then you can see all the nanobots. And I'm like, really? I'm like, did you do it? He goes, no, no. Why? I don't want to see that. <laughs> and then, oh and, then he, and then, and then he hand, goes to hand me his vape pen. I said, dude, I don't want what you're smoking. I, I don't, I don't want, know. He, no, I, I'm like at least try it the fuck out before you go telling people. You I know? fucking right. love. I, I, it's kind of like conspiracy theories. I treat them like gossip, where I'll never put hear? forward gossip. Most of the time, ninety nine percent of the time, I don't push gossip forward. But I love hearing it, and I love mm. ridiculous conspiracy theories, especially since sometimes, because we talked about this actually on the podcast uh, of maybe a month or two ago, about certain conspiracy theories that turned out to be actual fact. Yeah. Like, oh well, that, like, that, yeah, that's like for the sure. LSD experiments on soldiers oh, and the CIA yeah. trying to use it for mind control. That was always like, uh, I thought I was like that's completely plausible, but and then it, it was. And you know, what's his name? The fucking Unabomber guy was part of that. Yeah, Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, yeah was, he was part was of that. Part of that, which he was an experimented on. Yes. Might have been a, you know. There, there's some things, and this is just from my experience in the military. There are certain things that I, I that I don't want to actually talk. I'm not trying to out any Mi- information. Mr. Psyops person, but over there's here. there's, yeah. there's probably can't things, talk about that stuff. There's certain things that have been in our history in the last 20 years that I feel like I know. I've heard the true story, and the only reason why I think that is because I've never heard a conspiracy theory pointing to the things that I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and that's what makes me think I actually have heard parts of the truth of certain right. things. Because mm. none of these nuts have got anything right on yeah. any of these things. Yeah. Um, some of some of them are like they got an idea, but it's not. They have no idea how knows. how deep and that I'd, pyramid goes. I'd tell you that some of the things I know about some of the things are fucking scary. Like you, you don't want the public to know that we got our caught with our pants down right you know what i mean like it's just they they have to sculpt the stories in certain ways yeah to to save face as a country you know and that is important to national security it really that's that well i've i have i've had uh now well you're like the third friend that i have that, that worked in psyops and and certain types of military intelligence and they've all said the exact same thing that you just really said. <laughs> that one of the biggest things about national security is keeping stability at home yes and not allowing the like public embarrassment of either armed forces or intelligence community or whatever but also that yeah you may hear like oh yeah there's like uaps you have no fucking idea like that's just a little <laughs> tiny tip of a gigantic fucking pyramid that goes very deep oh yeah. and i'm sure that stuff exists and i'm kind of okay not knowing but man i'd love to know like if i could like choose to say all right do you want to live to be 90 and not know any of these cigarettes or do you want to die at 70 and know all the fucking cigarettes and i'm like Kill me at sixty nine. There are like, like I a, fucking want to know. There are uh, customers of mine that work at um, Edwards Air Force Base and Area fifty one. You know, out here, and I I know I don't know what they work on at all. But there's at least several of them that won't even if I ask them. Well, just tell me if it's a manned aircraft or not. They won't even they can like no. They're, they just kind of stare at you blankly. I'm not going to tell you anything what yeah. we do at all. Don't even ask me, Paul. <laughs> it's no, like, okay. Last time we left, when Ann and I left last time, and we were driving through the desert, we. All of a sudden, there were these three lights in the distance, and they were almost like dancing. Mm -hmm. um, and then all of a sudden, there were six. Then there was nine. Then there was 12. And they all were in in the sky, mm -hmm. dancing around. And I'm not saying what, what I, you know, sure. I, I don't know what it was. Right. But, you know, they were all in unison. And then all of a sudden, it, it was like almost they flipped, and then all the lights went out. Wow. And that was it. And it was... You what? see so much. They, that was that was one of the so weirdest things weird I saw shit out here. in the sky like that. All right, so what do you have an opinion, or can you, depending on how I ask this, or what you say about the whole um, uh, Tic Tac thing they're calling that you know the Navy sightings of these UFOs, this kind of shitty film they had. The, the, the Navy's been out and they they have these black and white films of these objects and the underwater. And then it all these fantastical things that they do that guys have been on the navy guys have been totally on totally violates the laws of physics yeah like these are have you heard of this stuff or not uh, some about? somewhat yeah and it's it's because they say they don't know what it is and it the US government came out and basically said we're not sure about this right joe didn't they say this yeah they, they, they said we're not and i'm thinking why is this not on they, the front page they, all the they time know. they yeah. all know i, I would know. i was going to say they they probably so the know. is it so the <laughs> The Maybe. really question is: Is it military? Yeah, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson says it's all bullshit. I think he says this is not this is not alien stuff, as far as he's concerned. It's something else. I don't, I wouldn't. I you know I don't. It's not that I don't believe. You know, this might sound funny coming from an artist like me, but I don't really believe so much in um, aliens. Visiting in the here. in the in the in the traditional sense, right? Uh, where there are little green men that come on spaceships. I mm. mean, like. You know, it's like that Fermi paradox oh, yeah. where, you know, uh, uh, the, the likelihood of a, a humanoid or other uh, species evolving to the point where they have technology to traverse interstellar mm -hmm. in, in, in their lifetime 
um, without, you know, with being able to calculate all of the, I mean, when you think about all the space debris and all the rocks and asteroids, like you really need to know the universe really well and have a capability to calculate things on a level that not even a quantum computer could probably do at this point. Mm -hmm. So they have to be that far. And the fact that they did not use that technology to destroy themselves before they got because that like, takes a lot of like we're trying to do or in a way yeah. well and that's like, where yeah. fermi came up with the fermi paradox was definitely during the cold war mm-hmm. and it's like yeah there's no way that they're, they're uh what is the other the, it's they're either so far advanced that they're, we're not even a blip on the radar yeah, just like when we walk shit. past an anthill we don't give it any, yep. any mind or they there if there was any sort of advanced civilization out there they blew themselves up billions of years ago because yeah. they advanced to a certain point and killed and blew themselves up right but that's also kind of an obtuse way of looking at looking at it because uh, we you're still looking Fermi, and that's why the Fermi paradox is flawed. It's a paradox in and of itself yeah. because it's still humans trying to explain something that's potentially non-human. That's that I, is also true. The that more is. I read about the multiverse theory and things like that, which is not that far fetched. Like this is not just science. Oh, fiction. I fully it's, believe. It's, yeah, I've. That's yes. what I think. What those things are? They're either the the tic tac cigars, whatever they're calling them. Mm are either interdimensional, interdimensional and it's humans from a different universe, a different uh-huh. timeline essentially that have advanced that far. Right. I, that's, and that, and okay, they yeah. now can travel interdimensionally, but also I would love to really it, know this. Me too. But or but, it's but, military but, aircraft that like we somehow just, it's like the huge jump in technology just from, uh, from from World War One to World War Two, the jump in technology was incredible, and it was only twenty years. But if, if yeah. that's it, are you saying it's our technology or someone else's? I think it would be our. Te- I would say it's potentially our technology, or it could be our uh, tech. It could be human technology in quotes from another dimension. Okay, that, so that why why would the Navy? I'm not doubting what you're saying. Any of this at all? Why would they release this stuff to us? Because like, uh, they know it's going to get out. They released like, it after those pilots started talking about it. Because they were kind of talking about, it, I guess, yeah. one thing. Yeah, when they started coming forward, and they, you know, they were, they're no okay. longer in the military. They're no longer okay. you know, beholden so, to so, any of that. So stuff does that mean it, it wouldn't be possible for the Department of Navy or any of the the DOD to come to them and say to either let's let's get rid of them, let's kill yeah, them let's, off, yeah. or or let's somehow make them shut up about it this forever or something? They they couldn't do that. You're you're saying, or they did they didn't get out in front of them beforehand. And they, it's, uh, the cat's already out of the bag. Or if I don't it's, know. it's already a or it's a psyop, right? With, right. And that's just another stage in the development of the end state, because that's what psyop is all about. You and start it, with the present state, and how do you want to change that? And you have these multiple campaigns that almost have nothing to do, seemingly, with with each other. But each, each one's other. a nudge could, in a certain direction exactly. that they want to go. They're so yeah. far, they're so far <laughs> apart. There is no connection. Because how together. how how could you really come out and in this day and age, especially? I mean, the fifties when they did what is the war the war of the world? People were killing themselves, yeah. thinking it was yeah. real. You mean if you told everybody on the planet that there were interdimensional beings, let's say, like mm-hmm. these are humans like, evolved in a different like timeline, that or whatever. Would, that's collapse huge, that's huge news. most people's belief systems and yeah. God and this and the whole world would be in an okay, uproar. Okay, with that in mind and they came out with this and said, we don't know what this is, I can't believe this didn't get more attention for a longer period of time because if this, they really don't know, I'm going, this is the biggest fucking news ever. <laughs> what the fuck? But you're and also I, not an average uh, consumer of, uh, of information and the, the, that's the whole PSYOPs thing. I've always found it fascinating. I, I, had I known that psyops was a thing, I probably would have gone into the military trying to get into that. Oh, because yeah. I find it fascinating because it's it's sociology, psychology, 
group think, hive think, hive mind, and it just it's just did, nudging things in the direction that you want it to go for stability. Did they put you in that, or is that something you sought out? I went to sign up to be a, a medic. Okay. And I scored high on the ASVAB, and the guy was like, you sure you want to go into medicine? You sure you don't want to go into military intelligence? I'm like, don't you need, like, a top security clearance for that? He goes, yeah. I said, they're never going to give me that, dude. I'm a <laughs> fucking maniac. Like, he goes, let's try it. And sure as shit, I they, passed they, my polygraph and everything with the FBI. So and, they knew your person. See, they knew that. They knew his personality yeah, they type would knew. be. Oh, I, and I thought I was all. No, the fucking best is I thought I was smart. Yeah. So I go into fucking the military and I realize I'm about around a bunch of fucking ex addicts and all the fucking sure. crazy motherfuckers because that's the mind. Like yeah. that's the mindset that they were looking yeah. they were looking for people who look at life differently yeah. in a way. So I was with a bunch of other maniacs that I met, you know, and um so I that was just intelligence. And then my it just so happened I was in a psychological operations unit in New York. So when I got back from my first um, MOS, basically mm-hmm. my first training with um, out in Fort Huachuca, they sent me to Fort Dix in Jersey to do uh, psychological operations training because I would be more valuable to the unit as a dual MOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a psychological operations unit. So that's that's it was kind of by happenstance. And I tried to join the I, I went to the colonel and I said, hey, I want to be a remote viewer. I know there's an MOS for that. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I grilled that motherfucker like, <laughs> like for days. And finally he goes. You broke oh. him down. I did because eventually he goes, he goes, let's just say that the CIA hires, co- you know, civilian contractors if work like that existed. He goes, there were no longer an MOS for that. And uh, that was his answer. And I was like, oh. So they kind of admitted that it yeah. actually is a real thing. So remote viewing is a real thing. But they hire civilian contractors who have been, I don't know, maybe trained uh, to do. I don't know if it's like men who stare at goats or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. but I have that <laughs> I have that same patch, that sword right. with the lightning bolt. Like, that's my patch. Oh, that's cool as hell. So I have the, yeah. So part of, and that, that movie is actually based off of some sort of truth. They, they really oh, yeah. were looking for psychic warriors. And what they found was something weirder. Which uh, is that the best? Which I experienced in Montauk, um, the hidden base in Montauk, which is not so hidden anymore. Yeah, Camp Hero. Um, <laughs> so I was I've been there, and it was funny because I, I I went there as a kid on mm. acid, sneaking onto the base, and mm. then went back there as a soldier. <laughs> so here's what happened: is that he didn't really join the army; they psyoped him into it without that's him even exactly, knowing about it. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And then my and my seizures I started having after these experiences. Oh, there you go. See, and it turned me on to being a musician again and an artist yeah. and try to go out and use my frequencies of things that I've learned because I didn't learn it. What we were talking about mm-hmm. frequencies and how they affect people. I didn't learn that from music. Mm-hmm. I learned that from psychological operation. I, I, this is why you're so goddamn good at fucking music and this kind of. <laughs> sh- this is like starting to explain a lot right I think, here. I think uh, you hypnotized us into this podcast. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not in control. But he's here. You're part of the underground alien stuff that's you going on around it. here. Yeah, yes. That's what see, he's making sure we're not going to see one the day beans. like they have with Jerry Garcia where they're like, oh, he was a CIA operative like that'll that'll come yeah. out about me one day. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll have I hope so. Like, I knew that fucking guy. Like, oh, and then the CIA is going to be like, sir, yeah. sir, we'd like to speak to you. And like, hey, I wasn't remote viewing that that chick in the bathtub. I swear to God. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm no, I go nowhere that they didn't want me to go to begin with. 
I think this could be a whole nother podcast <laughs> in and of itself. Talking I, more about I, this, I'm I telling really you. wish you could talk about the. Th- I know, I know, you can't. Like, I because yeah. like psyop stuff is like that's some that's some heavy duty shit. Right. My stepdad was in the Navy for 12 years working. He was on a sub hunter, uh, like Spruance class destroyer. No. And there's shit that they haven't declassified that he can't even talk about yet. And that was he got out in '88. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. he did get a letter in the mail about 10 years ago saying, hey, we'll just let you know that we declassified this and this and this and this, these operations. You're welcome to talk about that now. And then he just kind of, <laughs> it was like a floodgate, bleh, just like chasing <laughs> Russian subs and then chasing like the uh, the Russian stole a finished sub after uh, like it, it was a fu- it was just all sorts of shit. And I'm like, oh, it's probably better that. Which goes along the lines of what you were talking about. It's like saving face as a country is also part. Of, it's not just external stuff. Oh, it's yeah, a lot yeah. of internal stuff that to to keep uh, tabs on and make sure everybody's kind of hunky dory and going you, through. You the want to make and, sure that the people at home know that their children died heroes, not yeah, not heroes. Yeah. See, and I've yeah. I've and there's a lot of heroism in the last twenty years that really isn't i lost a really friend in the marine corps yeah. uh just barely before 9-11 and it was a, a a training accident struck by lightning and i'm like okay yeah there's, <laughs> and, yeah, and, there's... And, and every marine i've ever talked to about that one knows who he is just by that where the accident or the incident happened and or by name and they're like that wasn't that's not what that was yeah that, no, and i'm like a son of a bitch stuff. i hate that i no. but i get it i understand it that's what he signed up for and he would probably call me a little bitch for even bringing it up but mm-hmm. like i miss my friend right you know? yeah. but it, but it, i also understand like that you're right that is one of those things that you got to keep the folks at home happy otherwise you're not going to have anybody join the military unless it's all crazy people no yeah and the funny yeah. thing about it is there are a lot of people out there that we all kind of know or we know live around the country that that think and they, they have zero business of knowing this stuff but they think that they have the right to know everything that the government's doing and it's nothing it's like what the really i mean that's how would that really work you would not if the average person right. knew all this shit and what would they say and like you said freak out it would be it would in be an, chaos in right? an uncomplicated world that's the way it should be yeah. it should be transparent because the government works for us yeah in yeah. theory, <laughs> that's not the reality of what goes on. And there's so much fucked up shit that, you know, there's people I've met officers who have had to make the decision between killing 100 people and killing a 1,000. Mm-hmm. And that that decision haunts them oh, yeah. for the rest of their days. And, and not just did, made that once. They know that's, that's a daily that that's once. a daily yeah. decision. When you've yeah. seen an officer hanging his head and just looking to, like the most despondent you've ever seen somebody because they've had to make that call. Yeah, there, there's like a that's and similar, that's but, heavy. but not even near close to that. There was a customer of mine who flew F fours in um, in Vietnam. I think it was F, yeah F fours and uh, cool airplane. We all know the F four Phantom. It's great. And he would bring his glider to me and I work on. I said, Hey man, so where were you? My father flew tankers in Vietnam. And we're just talking, My father could have refueled you. Blah blah blah. And at some point. He he just kind of told me, and he's since passed away, obviously. But he he said, "I I really don't want to talk about that." You know, and it was the only guy I think I think that has mentioned. I said, "I'm so sorry," and I said, "Okay, can you just? I mean, why? So I, you don't tell me any details." He said, "Well, just basically because I." And he was dropping a lot of uh, um, uh, napalm, and he goes, "I know that I set kids on fire. I I, I know wow. I did." It dropped and burned them up. It goes, and that's it. I don't want to talk about it. And that's yes, or a cool airplane. That's what you think. Like we're talking about the B-17s that were out here under training for gunnery and that kind of stuff. And we, we all as 
aviators, or a lot of us look at the beast and oh, it's a cool big old radial engine bomber and waving the American flag. There are a lot of veterans out there that are almost all gone now because they're a hundred years old. Literally, if they're alive from over two hundred years old, that they lost a lot of their buddies in there, heads blown off, and you know, <laughs> airplanes full of blood. Yeah, and and it's not they they could they're done with it when they if they made it through the war, most of them don't want to see another fucking B-17. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they've had enough. And, um, but, so it's all about perspective. Right. It's like that Bill Hicks joke where he goes, he goes, you ever think if Jesus comes back, he wants to see another fucking, fucking cross? cross. <laughs> he's like, do you think, do you think, uh, uh, Jack Jonassis yeah, yeah, wants to see a, a rifle like, pendant? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, Jackie O's wearing a fucking rifle pendant. Like, do you think these want to, like, uh, JFK came back, he wants to see a goddamn M1 Garand? I don't fucking <laughs> yeah, no. think so. Absolutely I, I love not. that bit. That's one of my, that's <laughs> yeah. a fun, it's funny you, so dynamite. Funny Bob Bill looks up, because I was looking at him, too, because it's now Easter weekend, and, uh, <laughs> I was thinking, he's talking about the, the believability of you know because that's you know the rabbit look mommy a rabbit left chocolate that's the story of jesus right yeah the rabbit the story leaves of jesus. these chocolate eggs for you yes that's plausible i love easter weekend because i was just thinking about this on my hike before that uh two years ago on easter i was driving through texas and i went to waco mm-hmm. to no. pray Ooh. to pray at the branch that's for right easter. yeah they, they wouldn't <laughs> let you in because they of COVID, didn't right yeah, yeah they didn't want to accept me as their new leader that's really they're, they're, <laughs> that's the real story they're like wait we got a long <laughs> yeah. hair guitar beard oh shit. Like, nah, you're not, gonna be called the the, 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 the nihilians yeah now. the nihilians and he knows psyops he could get <laughs> all kinds right. of people around there oh to, my god that's <laughs> right you're a bad combination <laughs> if there is a there is a cult of hologram i will tell you that is there? there? There is a cult of Hollywood. None of this is surprising me anymore. Yeah, that doesn't. Right. None, none of it surprises. Yeah. <laughs> so where are the meetings? Uh, <laughs> right here. Oh shit! All right, let's take it back and let's talk about what what you're doing. If you're going on tour, how this works for you, and you just kind of go, you know, what what is this thing? Do you have a normal tour that you're doing? Per se, or you just kind of fill in the gaps as they come along, and you just kind of figure it out. No, I have a tour planned. I okay. actually just got um, a bunch of New York dates today. Um, I think about six from a booker that I know out there, mm-hmm. and uh, I have most of it. Uh, you can go to iamhologram.com, and that's mm-hmm. the, always going to be the most up to date as far as uh, show schedule. Okay, um, and that has all of my. I'm going to California. I played in Weed, California. We were talking about yeah, make, yeah. making it. Yeah. And one of my things about making it is I'm playing in Weed, California. I nice. Know it's silly, but yeah. Um, I'm going to the. I'm play five times, and I think Washington, I Coeur d'Alene, Bozeman, Montana. I play in Missoula, Holy Montana. Cow. I'm going to Green Bay, Clear Lake, Clear Lake, Iowa. I'm playing. Oh, you're on a Clear Lake? Yeah. I was there you're last driving. year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, yeah. So I th- this whole tour is all driving for you? Yeah. I'm living oh. out of my van the whole summer Holy, and Holy into partly into the winter. So when are you coming back through this area to where you could play? It's going to be a little while, isn't it? Um, well, I May? play here in May. Yeah. Okay. And then I don't come back here till Thanksgiving weekend, I think. Wow. You'll be gone for a while. Out here um, yeah. on that Saturday after yeah. Thanksgiving. But. Um, and you, you actually live where, though? Like, if you were to call what home? Uh, home you're homeless, basically. That's fine. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, I'm I not have, laughing. I'm just saying. I have places you, to live all over the yeah, place. Yeah, so you're just gone so much. Yeah. You don't really have a. Yeah, I have stake my stuff at my dad's house in West Phoenix. Yeah. So I guess if I have any central, it's just, I guess, where my shit is stored. I don't think it's no. It's not practical for you to actually have a house. Absolutely not. It's you overhead I don't need yeah. and don't want. 
and people are gonna be breaking into it. Who knows what's yeah, going on? Yeah, as a business, it doesn't yeah. make it, sense. It makes for zero me. sense. Uh, um, at, but at this but point. but Arizona is kind of like your home territory, if you will. I love the Southwest: yeah. Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it's hard to beat it. I mean, as far as the sunsets, low humidity, all that kind of stuff. I, it's that's just I it it, it, yeah. it feels like the desert just feels like home to yeah. me. It just you know I go to the East Coast and I'm I, it's a different energy. You know, it it's is. A, yeah. you know especially New England. There's like an old witchy kind of thing and i i like the ancient energy you know mm-hmm. i like and not that that they don't have it but it's, it's it feels like a newer energy in the last 400 years almost, yeah as opposed to out mm-hmm. here where it's you know thousands you know it's so strange to me because i have the opposite feeling about because i the, everything yeah. out here is so fucking new it's well, so I get, right, well new for that american the, the houses american, are new, american yeah new for, yeah. for as far like it, but when you go back to like like you were talking about, a uh, uh, one of the nicer areas of Brooklyn is presumably one of the yeah. older areas of Brooklyn, where people park on the street and then you f- yeah. one car can fit down the street. Yep, that's because it was d- designed for fucking horses, mm-hmm. yeah, and buggies. You <laughs> know what I mean? <laughs> and I love shit like that, or like uh, old tombstones in Ohio, like I found like people that fought in the the French and Indian Wars, yeah, that died and were buried in these cemeteries. That's incredible to see pre United States shit. But out out west, everything is so new until you find until you dig a little bit deeper and you start hanging out like the barrio neighborhood of Tucson. There's, well, that's kind of what I'm ta- like that's foundations of buildings there that are like 800 years old pre Columbia. Yeah. yeah, it's mm-hmm. fucking nuts. And I didn't know any of that stuff. If you go to the San Javier Mission, it predates to it's 200 years older than the United States. That's cool as shit. To right, me. right. That's awesome. Uh, things like that, but then like Chemehuevi, Montezuma's Castle, the Montezuma's Well, like Montezuma's yeah. Well is one of the coolest places I've ever been to in my yeah. entire life. You can just kind of feel some energy there. I've never felt any energy in Sedona. It's usually car exhaust in front of me. <laughs> but you, you go like 20, 30 miles away. Fuck yeah. I don't know, yeah, the vortex. I'm not a big. Uh, I, I I believe in the vortexes, but I don't believe that they're really in Sedona. And if they are, the people have kind of poisoned the well they're just yep. l- leveraging it one of my yeah. favorite western writers uh edward abbey in the 70s said uh if there ever were any uh positive energy vortices in uh sedona the tourists have sucked them dry yes. a long time ago oh, and yeah, I, he yeah. said that in the 70s oh so i'm it's... so glad the poor man died in 1989 because he would be real pissed if he went oh, there now oh my god yeah. uh, just but... a bunch of tourists thinking you know it's kind of like hunter s thompson talking about like timothy leary's downfall was uh, in his thinking was thinking that you could sell people um enlightenment for five dollars a hit right you know and that's yeah. it's just a monetized yeah uh you know uh, mind expansion you know like oh i'm i've i'm spiritual now because i walked barefoot on the vortex i'm like no that's that no <laughs> that's no 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 that i'm not saying it's not a first step <laughs> but that's like your baby step you're now a fucking zygote in the fucking spiritual realm right like, you need that's to it. keep like, leveling up like yeah keep keep going because there's there's more work and as you get more and more whatever you want to call it um evolved you know it, there's more work to do you're you're still a zygote you know it's yeah. it's, 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 it's you're not it, it you never, don't graduate it, till you die it never right, you know? it never stops then you get yeah. your next job yeah then there's the, <laughs> then next, there's job. the next level yeah so oh, you okay? May what is when you're coming back? Here? May twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. I just what, looked it up. What day of the week is that? Uh, Thursday. 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 Okay. Which was yeah. It's yes. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend. Oh yeah. They're kicking okay. that off. Yeah. Cool. And then you head out from there, right? You head up to. And then I head up to St. George. Okay. In Utah, yeah. and then uh, I go to California. I'm trying to get a, a gig in Reno, um, June second, uh, but then I play um, Auburn, California, and then I go to the Bay Area. I play in Pacifica. I play a kind of a 
<laughs> crazy place but the guy was just so into the music that i was like at my music like he loved one of my songs borrowed time and and uh he goes man i really gotta get you on the show so i'm kind of just playing this show in this kind of metal punk bar okay that i'm like Sound, hey, sounds cool yeah. <laughs> you know yeah i mean I'll, I'll fucking hit him with the punk versions of my songs yeah. and shit like that so it's um I, I um yeah it's wherever man and then, yeah and i go as far as new england like i said new york all the way to st louis and then i zigzag back to kentucky myrtle beach uh florida um halloween weekend i'm in oklahoma city it's my birthday weekend mm -hmm. and then new mexico and then i'm playing the side pony music festival in bisbee when i come back and that'll be my first back to arizona and that's the second weekend of Jesus. november that's incredible so, so we're gonna do a, we're gonna try to do or we should kind of talk about how to get more people to see him when he comes back you know the may may 25th yeah um because it i, I would love more people to know how talented and that is a kickoff like that there's so many one of the things you have to know about kingman is that thursday nights are always busy except for the Thursday before First Friday because First Friday, like downtown right now, is jamming. Mm. There's probably yeah. 1,500 people downtown. So right I need now. to play First Friday, First Friday, Maybe, or any yeah. other Thursday, which is why thir last night was not was not that busy. Yeah. Uh, but also, there's so many people in this town that work four days a week, or even Thursday three days a week, there. and so they work Monday through Thursday, and then they have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, which is the city, the county. A right. bunch of people were at the the, the hospital here is the largest employer. We in the have county. four day like, weeks here. We jumped they ours have, back to they four, have day. four day weeks. That's why I was giving a guy Kevin shit about. I was like, fucking, some of us actually work today, guys. Yeah, because <laughs> you had, but prior to that, you had Paul who didn't work today. Uh, Kevin didn't work today because he works for Paul. And then uh, before you showed up was our friend Mike Nunez. He didn't work today because he's a teacher. And, and the school off, district yeah. is is Monday through Thursday. So oh, wow. the Thursday night before a holiday weekend. Is probably going to be jamming May twenty oh, okay, fifth, cool. so it should be it should be pretty fucking big. Although yeah. to, on the negative spin, that some people leave out of town because it's a long weekend. Uh, I, also, I, I it, would it can say, happen if you look back historically at the the data. It's very it's usually like an uptick twenty Busy. twenty okay. percent so thirty percent. Thanksgiving busier. should I be playing that Wednesday before Thanksgiving instead <laughs> of that Saturday night? It's Wednesday before Thanksgiving in this town is called Wild Turkey Wednesday, and we usually have a DJ and we have three four hundred people out back of Blackbridge. It's it's fucking it's that's. You ever heard Wild Turkey Wednesday? No. It's so strange to me. It's like regional pockets where people have heard about it. Like, I've heard about it here, and I never heard about it, but I didn't go to college. <laughs> the idea is that's the first time the college kids come back home yep. after leaving the prior, you know, that's their first, like, main, like, first break. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know so it that, as a party night. As a party night. Yeah. So, yes. like, in this town, it's a lot. there's a lot of retirees here, so you have people coming from out of town to visit grandma and grandpa, mom and dad. And they're bringing the kids with them, and that. But they're like, I have to be drunk this entire week to do. Yeah, because they have their stomach through all their so family they, the next few days. They off by Wild Turkey Wednesday, and we do <laughs> just Jello shots with high octane beer and like all sorts of nutty shit. And usually have a band and or not a DJ. Sometimes a DJ. Most of the time a DJ. But I'd be willing to book you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so maybe we'll change that. Yeah. Then. All right. We'll bring heaters <laughs> outside and whatnot. We'll talk, for you. Yeah, we'll talk about. Yeah, that for sure. Off air. But definitely May twenty fifth. And uh, I have a handful. Uh, I need to look at your dates in Ohio. Which, when you come back through, we'll uh, we can we can do that. You did get a couple dates, right? I got uh, the only one I have in July that's confirmed is I want to say the fifteenth in that's in Baria, right outside of Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but then in September, I think it is. I come back through Southern Ohio and I play Dayton. I play South Park Tavern. Oh, okay. Or pizza. Yeah. South Park Tavern. And then I play Cincinnati at uh, West End Brewing, I think it is. And I then, have drank beer there. And then I play at Bush Rod 
Brew Works in Eaton. Yeah. Uh, which is right outside of Cincinnati. So I got like almost three nights basically in, in that, that same kinda, pocket yeah. within the 30 minute drive of each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, and uh, yeah, that's when I go back through there. And yeah, that's really, yeah, it's cool to have three nights in a row. Like, and it's kind of like what St. Louis started out. Uh, that's why I go there for two weeks. Because, well, actually, I'm going to be there two and a half weeks. That's how they, they book them. They book me a lot out there. That was the first kind of pocket that I found on the road that really kind of embraced me. So, that's cool. I have I have a friend uh, two friends in St. Louis and I will send them your way Hell yeah. for sure. I'll be yeah. playing a lot and getting drunk in Grafton, Illinois. That's one of my favorite places. Right, getting up. drunk in Grafton, Illinois. That sounds like a fucking Johnny Cash song. That's actually one of the songs um, on my new album, "Gazing Through a Mirror Darkly," which is more country and mm. folk kind of punk. Uh, there's a song called "Nothing Follows," where I rode at Pear Marquette National Park, right outside of Grafton, um, waiting for my buddy to fucking come hiking with me and he blew me off so i grabbed my guitar sat at the illinois river and wrote this song and it's nice that's cool it's become hell. like one of the most popular songs on the album yeah so uh-huh. i always i always tell them like hey man thanks for not showing up that day because i wrote that fucking song <laughs> thanks but also fuck you a little bit because nah, yeah, yeah. i had a good time yeah had, right like i, I said you're always you're always putting the positive spin on everything yeah. all the time so you got it man you got what, what else i mean you, you dwell on a negative and that you're inviting sickness into your soul there's no question about it we all need work on that there's no we, everybody uh, most people need to work on that that was last week's episode the heavy remember yes, you said we do like a hokey jokey first segment take yeah. a break and then the heavy last week's segment or earlier this week i would say it was <laughs> it was it, it was pretty it, we went real fucking deep and uh but it was it was good and that's exactly what that is like you'll just some people get, start get they dwell on one tragic thing that happens and it just drags them down it's like a fucking yeah. anchor and some if, people never get away from if that. i dwelled on the bad shit that happened to me i'd be dead already yeah right yeah you know? <laughs> yeah man thank you so much for coming yeah out. man thank it was you really so really much. good it's, we normally do our uh recordings on monday or tuesdays this was an exception and we, this is i'm so glad we <laughs> that you wanted to do it right on and uh and we've learned a lot and i'm going to talk about more psyops later on sometimes yeah. With- <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to get all the secrets revealed uh from the uh, <laughs> yeah. uh hologram cult it's not a cult it's just a a, a support a, group it's a club it's a club it's a club, it's a club. <laughs> it is Anyway, thanks again, man. Thanks for All having right. me. Right. It was real fun. Check them out. I am hologram. Yeah, I'm I am hologram. hologram. Com. Spotify. It's all out there. All out there. YouTube. Yep. Instagram. Facebook. Perfect. Yeah, thank you so much, man. All right, thanks. thanks. Y'all have a good week.